Welcome to the Menopause Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Willis, author of Cookie Dough in the Dark and Vibrant Living with Tanya. Menopause is like going through puberty again. Your body is changing, your hormones are shifting, but instead of being a lost teenager, it's the perfect opportunity to reinvent your life and take stock of your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Gain wisdom, be empowered, and learn the strategic skills and the inner work that can be done simply so that the last half to third of your life is vibrant and amazing. Subscribe and share this podcast with your gal pals, and thank you for joining me. Hello, my lovely ladies. Today we're diving into meal plans because I was chatting with my girlfriends. They're like, Tanya, what do I eat? There's so much conflicting information. I'm so confused. I shut down. I'm overwhelmed. So I just want somebody to tell me exactly what to eat. And so I am going to dive into some of the pros and cons of meal plans. Because there is some, you know, there are some pros to them, definitely. And I have some in my Vibrant Living Academy, and I'm going to share um, a hormone balancing meal plan with you and an anti-inflammatory meal plan with you. So let's dive into some pros and cons. And just then I'll talk about uh, some of the things in these meal plans. And then I will talk about how I use meal plans. Okay, so let's go. I'm going to talk to you as a woman over 35, but this is for everybody, okay? Um, Which sounds silly when I say it's for over 35, but for everybody. But over 35, our nutritional needs begin to change. And so those of you that are under 35, this is great to listen to because it's in our 20s and 30s that we establish habits. And the earlier you can start, the better because then this seems just more natural. So let's start with the pros of of a meal plan. So there's the nutritional control. So it can be confusing. You listen to one expert, they tell you to eat this. One expert tells you to eat that. And it is nice to get a meal plan because you can kind of be like, okay, where are the nutritional gaps missing in my current diet. And by diet, I don't mean that you're on a diet. I mean your daily nutrition. All right. So meal plans can offer precise control over your daily intake of essential nutrients, which FYI, many of us are nutrient deficient. We're micronutrient deficient. We do not have balanced plates. And so having a meal plan can, you can look at a meal plan and be like, oh my goodness, okay, I need to add this to my diet or tweak this. Um, so that is one good reason for a meal plan. The other one is I know many of you have weight management um, issues where you either want to lose weight, you want to gain weight, or you want to stay the same weight. And remember, when I talk about weight, it's a slippery slope sometimes because you can, as you age, not change your weight, but you can become more flabby because you're not using your muscles and you're losing, you know, bone density and muscle weight. So I really, really like to focus on how do your clothes feel? How do your, how does your energy feel? How does your um, sleep, how are you sleeping? So really focusing on some other factors as well. 
But, uh, you know, in regards to maintaining your current fat loss, or you want to lose fat, or just maintain where you are, um, it does become more challenging as you get older, right? And so a well-structured meal plan can help in managing, uh, you know, your food intake, making this weight management more attainable. So you can look at a food plan or a meal plan and be like, oh my goodness, like I'm eating too much of something. I'm not eating enough of something. All right. So that can be very helpful. And then portion control. So meal plans can also help you just, you know, I always say you can't measure what you don't manage. So in my Vibrant Living Academy, we spend time managing our water intake and we'll be like, oh, okay, that's perfect. Click. We'll, or I need to work on that. Oh my goodness. I need more healthy fats. I need more protein. Oops. I got to like get some of those simple carbohydrates out of my diet. So it can really bring you back to what does a portion size look like for you, right? Which can help you to prevent overeating, which, you know, as we age, we technically need to uh, change what we're eating. We need to change the, the macronutrients sometimes. And, you know, it's what I like to call a menopausal balanced plate. Another pro of a meal plan can be a balanced diet. So again, this goes back to my menopausal plate. You know, are you addressing specific concerns of making sure that you get enough nutrients for bone health and heart health and hormonal changes that can occur? And yes, you do need to eat differently than you did in your 20s and your early 30s. Um, you do need to eat actually differently during various stages of your menopausal journey. So I, as many of you know, I'm 53, I still get my period and I eat differently when I get my period throughout the month. And if you don't have a period anymore, then you time this to the lunar cycle. And I've talked about this before. But typically when the full, uh, the new moon starts or the first day of your period for the next 10 to 12 days, roughly, you really actually want to minimize your carbohydrate intake because uh, you really, you are more, you know why I always have a brain fart on this, but your body is not able to deal with as many carbohydrates. So you are more insulin sensitive. Um, and so during that first 10 days roughly, you're better off focusing on more healthy fats and more proteins. And then in the latter part of your cycle, you can bring in more carbohydrates. And let me tell you, I've been intentionally working on this one for a while and it's challenging. Okay. So, but by learning how to have a menopausal meal plan, you can address these issues. And then, you know what, sometimes it's very convenient. So this would be another pro of having a meal plan is very convenient to be able to uh, look at what you're eating for the week and it can save you time. It can reduce stress on figuring out what to eat each day. It simplifies your grocery shopping and your meal preparation. So I know that the meal plans that I have in the Academy, um, not only does it tell you what to eat every day, but it has the recipes and also shopping lists. So, you know, there is some validity to having a meal plan. So let's just talk about my um, hormone balancing diet for a moment here. All right. So this was provided to be by my nutritionist friend, Alyssa. And what we start with in the morning is getting some, and again, 
this is the con when we get into the cons if you like i was at one point i was a total cereal toast english muffins bagels muffins uh cream of wheat weetabix oh my god i can still taste all that stuff that's what i traditionally had for breakfast sometimes i had apple pie <laughs> and um i switched to drinking smoothies it's probably been 10 years now so I'm telling you, you don't have to be a smoothie drinker, but that is one thing that I learned from meal plans is how to balance my blood sugars at breakfast, which helped me throughout the day. So in my, this hormone balancing diet, we start the morning, not every morning, but with a, a chocolate complete cauliflower shake. And then we also have during the week, a berry beet complete smoothie bowl. So you're getting lots of nutrition, lots of fiber first thing in the morning. And then, um, you know, we eat things like uh, protein packed deviled eggs or avocado on toast with a poached egg. And then we also have a bloat fighting tropical smoothie. Right. And so these are some of the ideas. So when you look at this and you can be like, so this is what I did years ago. Um, my breakfast of cereal, toast, English muffins, blah, 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 was causing my blood sugar levels to spike, which means that I was holding on to fat, which means my insulin levels were skyrocketing. And two to three hours later, I was starving as my blood sugar levels plummeted. So one of the first thing I did was start to look at meal plans and I just focused on the breakfast. So when I look at a meal plan, I look at what am I currently doing and what is working for me. And then I look at this meal plan, say, for example, this hormone balancing one, and I go, okay, what meal can I start to bring into my nutritional requirements for the day, my diet, my diet, not a diet, my diet for the day. And I just stick with that. So I don't take a seven day meal plan and do it all at once. It's way too overwhelming for me. What I'm all about is longevity. What can I take? So I basically started with a chocolate complete shake and I literally ate that for breakfast for the next seven years, pretty much every single day. And I loved it. I would make a mint one. I would make a peanut butter one. I would do a cauliflower chocolate shake and I would vary it and oh my gosh, it's so delicious. And I still start my day that way. Now I've had a little change because I believe in changes and I'm doing my rocket fuel keto latte in the morning, which is delicious. But what I do is I take the meal plan. I'm like, okay, that works for me. I'm just going to focus on my breakfast for a while. For most of us, that's the easiest meal to change. And also, you know, it's just less stress. We can deal with that in the morning. And then I'll look on here and I'll be like, oh, okay, avocado toast with poached eggs. That's pretty easy. I can add that in. I will have that for breakfast one or two days this week. And then I look at some snack ideas. And then I might look at this meal down here and I go sour or so, sorry, sausage and sauerkraut skillet. Huh. Don't think I'd be eating that. That's not really a 10 out of 10 on my taste buds, but I'm going to just put it in the back of my mind. I'm going to do some research. Maybe I just add some sauerkraut to my diet. 
Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to put that one to the back because that's really not intriguing me right now, but boy, does this roasted sweet potato and Brussels sprout salad look delicious. So I'm going to look at the ingredients. I'm going to see how I can bring that into my day. So this is kind of how I, Ooh, so does this one, a kale Caesar salad with blackened chicken. See that's up my alley or some baked salmon with some broccoli and quinoa. So mm, yum. Okay. So I'm going to see how I can integrate these meals into my day and what their nutritional profile is and how do they make me feel. So when I was talking to one of my girlfriends, I said, you know, the most important thing about a meal plan is how does that meal make you feel? Because we're all different. And if you haven't been eating a lot of fiber, right, you you shouldn't jump into going from like, you know, two portions of fiber a day to 10, way too much for your belly. So, you know, it's important to look at, again, where are you now? What's working for you? What do you need to change? Look at some of these hormone balancing um, recipes and be like, okay, I'm going to start with that one. I'm going to put that into my day. Woo! I'm feeling good. I got more energy. I noticed that I wasn't craving at 10 o'clock and three o'clock. Oh, okay. This one's good. Okay. Now, if I look at this anti-inflammatory one here, um, Ooh, this looks good. Okay. We've got some orange complete immunity booster smoothie. Yum. I, I used to make that. I like that. Some sweet cherry steel cut oats, delicious and nutritious. I got a slow cooker rotisserie chicken. Oh, that's really something easy that I can make. Okay. For some snacks, I've got some carrots and guacamole. All right. That's something I've got some pistachios, super some pear and walnuts. Great. Okay. Um, and oh, I can do a one pan chicken, golden cauliflower and some carrot fries. Okay, this is good. So again, I would look at these, how can I fit them into my day? And I don't get stressed about it. I honestly don't get stressed about trying to follow somebody else's meal plan. The objective for me is, like I said, it's to notice any nutritional gaps that I currently have. It's to get some suggestions. It's to eat the food and see how does this make me feel? How does it change my energy? Does it help improve my sleep? Um, am I feeling better? And my diet is drastically different uh, than it was years ago, but I did not switch it overnight. I carefully, uh, you know, picked... Like I said, these meal plans, what works, what doesn't work. So let's dive into some cons here that I see because, you know, I've dealt with a lot of people with meal plans. And one of the first thing I, I you know, I always tell them what I've just told you. The best thing to do is you take what you're currently eating. Is it working for you? Okay. Do you have a good gut? How does your energy feel? What is your bloat like? How is your sleep? Like, so you go through all of these things. Am I getting my nutritional requirements that I need for myself? And I can tell you that most of us are nutrition deficient, micronutrient deficient. So that's a, a pro for a meal plan is to make sure you are getting balances in that. But one of the cons is the rigidity, right? So you cannot eat the same thing day in, day out for the next 30 years. 
So I know so many of you come to me and they're like, Tanya, just give me a meal plan and I'm going to follow it to a T. And people don't. They don't. I, I've seen it a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of times because it's too rigid, right? And it makes it too unforeseen. Like it, it doesn't fit into your social life sometimes or your circumstances. And it can lead to you feeling frustrated and deprived. So this is what I talked about. When you do have a meal plan, I look at my life. I look at how I eat socially. I look at how I eat with my family. I look at how I eat by myself. And I have various meal plans, right? Because those situations change. So make sure that you don't get too rigid and stressed out. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an adventure. You've got years to play around with this. All right. Okay. Sustainability. So this kind of talks into what I was just talking about. So a lot of meal plans are not meant to be long-term, right? They're meant to give you a kickstart to notice what nutritional gaps you are missing, right? And so, like I said in my last point, this is not a diet. And that's what a lot of times people look at meal plans for. They're looking at, I just want a diet. I just want you to tell me what to eat. But it's too structured and it doesn't, um, you know, bode well for sustainability. And it's really important here to understand the ebb and flow of your life. And are you moving in the direction towards your health goals? And you don't have to get there tomorrow. Okay. Monotony. Um, a lot of people can find eating the same thing over and over and over again, monotonous, and it lacks variety and enjoyment in your meals. And food is pleasure. There's a lot of pleasure that comes from food. And so this is why when you heard me say uh, one of those meals, what was it? The sausage and sauerkraut. I'm like, I don't think I'd get a lot of pleasure out of that. Uh, that's really not up my taste bud alley. But I'm all over the roasted Brussels sprouts Caesar salad. Mm. Yum. Okay, so we just want to make sure that your eating has variety, it, it's enjoyable, and you're getting the nutritional quality that you need. Um, some of the another con can be social impact. What's your social life like? right? Do you want to make it challenging for yourself um, to just be so rigid? And I know I've worked with many of you and you stick to the meal plan for a while. And then it's like, you know, I've talked about this for so many years. It's like holding that beach ball underneath the water. You're like, I'm good. I'm sticking to this. It's perfect. I'm going to be great. And then all of a sudden, the pressure of just trying to hold that beach ball underwater shoots up, flies into the sky, and then you rebound. So it's really important, again, to look at your lifestyle, look at your flow, create some different meal plans for different, you know, social events, get your basic nutrition, see where you need to fill in your nutritional gaps. And a poorly designed uh, meal plan can result in some of your nutritional needs not being met. So this is why it's really important for you to um, work with someone like myself. I am a, a precision nutrition, nutritional coach, and we look at where your meal plan is today. Where, where is it today? What are you eating? What do you feel you're lacking? 
Okay. And by that, I mean, what's your sleep quality like? Do you want to lose inches? Do you need to work around stressful events, your, your social events? What tweaks do you need to make? And so customization is crucial. Okay. Because you and I are different. What works for me does not work for you. So that's why when I work with private coaches or private clients, uh, we will spend time on, okay, where are you now with your meal? What are your goals? What can we start to tweak? What becomes routine? Because when you first start doing this, like making a smoothie or a salad or some kind of new meal can be very overwhelming. And it can be like, oh my God, I don't have those ingredients. Um, it, I don't know how to make it, but then you practice, you practice, you practice. And now that pistachio crusted salmon or chicken, for example, is like second nature. You can whip that thing off in two seconds, right? And so this customization is really important because we want to tailor this to your taste buds, to your health, to um, uh, addressing any nutritional deficiencies that you have. And so when you get a tailored meal plan, it's it's for you. It is for your unique needs, your preferences, and your lifestyle, which is going to help you to stay flexible and allow room for social and when you eat by yourself and when you eat with your kids and your husband and keep your long-term health goals in mind. All right. So I hope that helps give you some ideas about the pros and cons of a meal plan, which, you know what, I look at meal plans all the time. And I know how to read them. I know how to help people, um, you know, create them for themselves. And I also love having a variety of meal plans in my academy so that people can start to, you know, like I said, if they want to do it on their own, now they can look at, oh my goodness, okay, I actually want to get some inflammation out of my diet, out of my body. I've got way too many aches and pains. Look at these suggestions. That's really interesting. What can I start with? And that's how you start to transform where you're going. Okay, everybody. So if you need help with meal plans, if you are overwhelmed, you're confused, who do I listen to? Oh my God, I'm just stuck on this hamster wheel and I honestly don't know what to do then reach out to me. We can set up some a private coaching sessions. You can ask me questions about my academy. You can jump in for a month and you can steal all my meal plans. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be stealing them because you're going to pay to come into the academy, but you can download all the recipes and you get a really great idea of, oh, this is interesting. All right. So I'm sure that was very helpful for you. And Share this with your gal pals. Thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and share and enjoy the beauty of food. It is not meant to be stressful. It's meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to tickle your taste buds and find your flow. And please understand that there are different meal plans for different objectives that you have. I have different meal plans for being social, and not social. And when you find that ebb and flow and you take the stress out, you decrease the overwhelm, you decrease um, the stress because eating should not be stressful, everybody. It's an enjoyable endeavor. Okay, so bon appetit.
healthy hugs, and I will see you in the next podcast. Bye.